Welcome to Windsor Christian Fellowship Church Podcast. Our church vision is to win generations to Christ, connect them to His master plan, empower them to succeed, and grow the kingdom of God. For other podcast resources or more information about Windsor Christian Fellowship, please visit us at www.wcf.ca. If all the men could come up on my panel, let's give God thanks right now for the men. We have with us Dave, we have with us Anthony, we have Chris, we have Karen, and we have Samuel. Let's give God thanks. Come on, guys, like you really mean. This is going to be... All right. Man, the women get Starbucks, we get Aquafina water. (laughs) Boy, oh boy. That's because we walk in humility before. That's what it is, guys. Thank you, guys, for the Aquafina. We're so happy. All right. Well, there's honor to have each one of you on the uh, platform with us today, and we're going to be sharing. The microphones are right in front of you. And I had the privilege to get to know Dave and Chris uh, in Israel this last year and had a Actually, this February, we had a really incredible time, but I've known Chris on -on one-on-one basis. We've had some chats on end times, and just a real student of the Word of God, and Dave has just been, uh, he's related to me because uh, in my background, we had not uncles that were in the furniture business or other things, but in the cement business. So (laughs) anyway, so just honored to know Dave over here. So Dave, maybe you could tell us a little bit about your experience as a father and Tell us about your forgiveness journey, if you can, for a few moments, about with that. Okay. Uh, let me start with... Uh, Keep it up a little closer. Up, yep. Growing up with my dad. Uh, it was a little bit uh, rough around my place. Um, so, uh, you know, learning to be a dad was what I, I drew from him. Um, he was a little bit angry at times. There was some rage and stuff like that going on around our house, so... Uh, for me, being a dad, it was, it was a little tough. Uh, but uh, on my encounter weekend and stuff like that, I learned forgiveness. So I learned to forgive my father and stuff like that, and I learned how to be a dad. We have a, a blended family, Jen and I, so it was a little tough uh, in that sense, too. You know what it's like. So, yeah, it was um, once I learned forgiveness and stuff like that, I learned to be a better father, and I learned to, to put into my kids, you know that I didn't have when I was growing up as a father. Like, my dad never did that for me. And uh, like I said, there was a lot of chaos in our house. So, so yeah, so it was just um, for the forgiveness, that's the part that helped me to get over the other stuff with my dad and learn how to be a better father is about all I can say. About so it's from the encounter weekend encounter that weekend, yeah. that father wound was probably yeah, healed up at that, that time. Huge. It was huge on the encounter weekend. That whole uh, father thing that you did, it was just a breakthrough for me. Huge. Yeah. Like, I had a lot of resentments towards my right, father and stuff right. like that. I loved my dad. He loved us. Right. But it was just, it was generational. It was from his father and yeah. his father and his father all the way down. Yeah, and I, I think, and I think you mentioned something really good that a lot of us never had models. We never were taught right. how to be the dance that, you know, exactly. to be. Yeah. And so that's a good plug for the encounters right there. Amen. Yeah. So all the young dads, <laughs> you get out the encounter because it, it will teach you how to really be a dad and so that you can excel in life. Amen. That's awesome, Dave. Thank you. Chris, tell us a little bit about your journey here. 
Amen. Let's give God thanks for Davey. Hello. Um, I'm Chris, and uh, I can, I'm supposed to speak on forgiveness, so I'm going to start a little bit, give you a little bit of background. When I was a family of seven, our family, and I was the youngest of seven, and my father, you know, was violent, so he would beat us. And uh, he was terrified. I learned this through the Genesis course. Um, there were times we climbed out the windows. I didn't even, he died at 57 from cancer, and uh, I was numb. So I never cried, nothing like that. I didn't even realize I had unforgiveness for him until I was in the Genesis class, which I'm in now. And uh, that helped me. I wrote some stuff down, but I'm just going to wing it because. Yeah, amen. We're here. <laughs> You're doing good. Anyway, God showed me a scripture. He actually showed me three, but one is very important is Romans 2 1. Therefore, thou art inexcusable, O man, whoever thou art that judgest. Keep it up. Wherein thou judgest another, thou condemnest thyself, for thou doest the same things. And uh, I learned from that. I had many people to forgive. And the Holy Spirit showed me that gave me a great sense of humility. And without humility, you're not going to forgive anybody. Because it's awesome. At the end of the day, I had to learn it's not about me. Amen. It's about what my pain can be somebody else's gain. Amen. And that's all it is. And God's my father. He's the father to the fatherless. Because I had no instruction as a child. No father. He never, five words to me, if any. So guys, you're out there, make time for your kids. Come on, come on. It's good, Chris. They need you. No matter what you think you have to do, it's just not that important. It's not. When they're little, that's when they're shaped and formed. And if you miss it, you'll never get it back. It's gone. That's awesome, Chris. Great advice to the uh, dead. Amen. Amen. You know, they say that uh, the number one need in children today is not gifts, is not presents, is not cars. It's time. Amen. And Chris just hit that, and that's awesome. Sammy, okay. Samuel in blessing. Uh, how would you like to have a child in university and then another one in daycare? Okay. <laughs> I love Sammy and blessing. They're, they're such an in inspiration, all of us here at WCF. So tell us your journey of what happened there. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. God is good. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm a father of four. Uh, my name is Samuel, like uh, Pastor Rick said. Uh, my oldest uh, is in second year pharmacy now, putting him around age 23 plus, and my youngest is uh, three years plus. <laughs> A gap of uh, 20 years gap. Okay. <laughs> so, um, see, um, we are immigrants. We immigrated from Nigeria, okay? Uh, I had two in Nigeria. I had Victor and Emmanuel in Nigeria, and um, we had to stop because of the economy. You know, we all, 
want to put our houses, you know, our house in order, and then uh, maybe have one or two more. And then we moved to Canada in year 2000, and then uh, had our third child, you know, Tim is in grade 10 now, you know, and then we wanted to say, okay, we can rest here and then get some money together, get the family going, you know, have some respite. But then you want to do this and something keeps knowing at you, you're missing something. You know, there's, there is something you're asked to do that you're not doing. So it kept happening, you know, we even, you know, thought about fam, you know, permanent family planning and all that, even explored it, talked to doctors, and, but we went back and said, no. You know, when you go to bed and something keeps telling you, you don't have to go this road now. So I said, okay. So we had to, you know, just relax, kept going to work, you know, kept raising the boys, and all of a sudden, one day, my wife got pregnant. <laughs> so just, just like that. Just all of a sudden. <laughs> but I have to be. <laughs> I have to be honest. It wasn't an accident because I'm a teacher. Some of my colleagues. <laughs> some. That was an accident. I said no. It wasn't an accident. You know. You know. You know when you have. A, you know, a commission, and you're running away from it, just like Jonah. And the thing keeps pulling you back, and you know, keep knocking you on the head until you fulfill that commission. I said, okay. So we breast up for the impact, okay, just like. <laughs> so, um, so our youngest daughter's pregnancy wasn't as easy or smooth like the other ones before her. It was really a bit challenging pregnancy, you know. She was like holding my wife completely down, you know, that at times I had to actually get off from the bed, go around, and then bring her down. It was that difficult. But once she gets going, she's good. So, so we kept walking, and at times God woke me up in the night. The Holy Spirit woke me up, pray for your daughter. And I started praying in the middle of the night, and my wife woke up and said, what's going on here? I said... Holy Spirit just woke me up and said, pray for your daughter. So I kept praying for her, speaking over her while she was in the womb. At a point, I actually saw her in the womb, you know, kind of. Wow. I said, wow. Then uh, as the pregnancy advanced and advanced, um, just a, a month towards ninth month, the doctor said, we have to do CS. And our heart sank because she never wanted. She, she yes. Okay. You know, so eventually... My wife said, no, I'm not doing CS. I've always had an easy delivery and all that. The doctor called us back. The doctor said, go home and think about it. After about some days, they called us back and said, we have to come in. That this baby keeps growing bigger and bigger. You have to do CS. Eventually, my wife said, okay, we'll do it. And then uh, our little girl was born. You know, Victoria. Our angel, Victoria, was born. And then when she was born, you know, uh, we went, you know, they kept us in a private room at, you know, Metro. And then in the evening, her sugar completely crashed, you know. And then they had to take her away and then put her in NICU and all that, you know, neonatal intensive care unit. And we were so, you know, you know, upset and, you know. So we were looking at her bed. It was empty. I look at my wife. She looked at me and all that. 
They said, okay, uh, later they said we can go and visit her Nico. And then we went to visit her, and then we went back to the room. Two of us, we slept there together. You know, on her, on her tiny bed. Keep the mic up. Because, because her mom is not here. You know, none of her sisters are anywhere close. They're all in Nigeria. You know, it's only two of us. So two of us actually shared that bed, comforted each other. And then the big boy was taking care of uh, his brothers at home. So the, the day kept going up. After about three, four days, the doctor called us and said, um, your baby is going to have a lifetime challenge. I said, what is it? He said, we noticed uh, she has Down syndrome. I said, no, no. She looks like my mother. How can you tell me that? <laughs> I said, okay. So we were really upset. And then uh, luckily, um, Dr. Chooks was in our yeah. hospital. So Dr. Chooks was there. He came around. He talked to us prayed with us and all that. And the women from this church, you know, those women that used to have fellowship with my wife, I'm sure they know themselves. My wife actually misses that fellowship. I don't know why they stopped. <laughs> so they used to have fellowship in a Amen. group of women. So Dr. Chooks prayed with us and all that, and then we continued, and then eventually we went home. We kept praying for a girl. And then um, uh, God, actually one of the women here gave us Two minutes. Oh, okay. two minutes. Sorry. <laughs> Give us a, a, you know, a, a verse in the Bible. Say, Daniel 1 4, okay? That your daughter is a princess, you know, Amen. bestowed with knowledge and all that. I wrote it down. And I pasted it on my wall and we provide, you know, every day, like, you know. And then eventually, when they did some of the tests, they ran in the hospital. Dr. Chuk said, All the major markers we see with children with Down syndrome are absent in your daughter. All of them, uh, gastrointestinal problems, um, uh, breathing problems, heart problems, they are all upset. I said, praise God. So, so Amen. Yeah. Amen. So we kept working on that. And then, um, just like that, eventually, um, we went to London. That's one another milestone. We, they referred us to London, the hospital in London. And then we went through that. And all that. the doctor said, her heart is perfectly okay. Come back in five years just for a checkup. Wow. And uh, to call the story short, because I don't have a lot of time. I wrote a lot here, but like three pages. I'm a teacher. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, One minute. So, um, so to call the long story short, uh, the girl is doing awesome. She's very healthy. We've never had issues, you know, like emergency or whatever. She's one of the healthiest baby you can be with. And she understands so much. She communicates so much. Her was still a little bit, you know, not fully formed, but she is as healthy as any three-year-old. Wow, so that's awesome. That. Yeah. Awesome, Sam. So if you're in a hurry, you can't just go to Harvey's. You had to bring some other baby formula in that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what a difference here. 20 years. Awesome. Karen, I know there's many single ladies that are out here in the audience today, and Pastor Kathy will have some resumes for them afterwards if you'd like to. If you're interested in Karen, we just want to know a little bit about what it's raised like in a generational home. She's only got 30 applications, so after the first 30, and that's it. Karen, tell us a little bit what it's like in a third-generational, spirit-filled faith home. Yeah, for sure. Uh, thanks for the shout-out. Uh, so, uh, like Pastor Rick said, I'm not a father but I have one, so um, 
Yeah, he w we wanted to talk about some uh, being a generational Christian. And as, as far back, I never met my great-grandfather, um, but I know that he planted and started a church in Newmarket, a Nazarene church. And my dad talked about him as being one of the strongest men, physically, spiritually, all that. Wow. Um, and then, I, but, but on my, in my daily life, I get to see my grandfather as well, and my father both walk in a Christian life. Um, and I, every day, each in, day in, day out, I get to see an example before me of exactly what Jesus wants us to live like. So um, that's, I, I consider that a huge blessing because I, I don't have to grow up kind of wondering what it looks like. I, I can see it every day and live it out in front of me. And um, I see that in my dad. He does some stuff around the church sometimes. Um, my, my grandfather, he's... Um, he, he introduced me to the mission field, and um, actually, when I went away with him for a couple weeks overseas, he was literally a spitting image of my father um, with bad knees, but uh, <laughs> same thing. I, 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 got, I got to see him. I got to see the way he lived, and it just really encouraged me. It motivates me to just be that, and we're a church that believes in generational blessings, and I believe that the way that they walked in obedience before me um, has a huge impact on my life. And I believe that if I continue that, my children will um, be blessed as well. So I just want to, you know, thank my whole family, like my, my, my dad, my, my uncles, my, my, grandpa, my grandpa, and uh, his brothers as well. Just, just seeing them every day, even though uh, a lot of them don't live in town. I get to see them and uh, um, look forward to being a father like them one day. So um, being a generational Christian, being um, growing up in that kind of home is a huge blessing. Um, so... Encourage all 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 of you fathers as well. Even though even though I'm not one to just think of the generations ahead of you, think of the blessings that by walking in your obedience, what what it can do for everybody that comes after you. Wow, wow. So what we're talking about is the examples, and some of us we didn't have that, and then others have that, and so it's just uh, it's amazing. So our desire for our kids is to see them all going the right ways of God now. But if we had fathers that were like Scott and that, it would just make it a whole lot easier. Amen? Way easier. Amen. And we learn from our dads. I remember my dad he used to take five bucks, crumble into the offering, and like throw it in. And it's like I remember as a kid taking five dollars and throwing it in the offering. And now it's like God gets a hold of our hearts, and then our children carry the same characteristics. Awesome, awesome. Remember, there's only 30 applications, so next. Okay, now this is one of our, many of you may not know Anthony, but he's our uh, youngest, uh, one of our youngest staff members now here at WCF. He's headed up hub over there and in some transition even in, within here right now, but uh, he's one of the newest dads. So tell us a little bit about what this is all about. Anthony. Um, being a new dad is exciting and exhilarating and terrifying and awesome kind of all rolled into one um it's it's a brand new field of emotions that uh i didn't really realize so when ruby was born there's this this love that you can't really explain it until you actually have uh, a child and it's like similar and i just realized just in that moment when i was holding her after she was born i'm like this is the same love that Christ feels for us, and that God, as, as his sons and daughters, he feels for us, and it was just very overwhelming, and it's intense, and it's like there's no other way to describe it or to experience it until you become a dad, and uh, it's not always easy. Oh, with a newborn, Ruby's only two and a half months old, so waking up at 2 a.m. in the morning to a screaming baby, and the wife's frustrated because she can't put her to sleep, and she passes you her, and you're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Come on. Right? And so it's, it takes a lot of patience because it's easy to get frustrated 
Um, and it's grown me and Alyssa closer a lot. And I have this newfound love for Alyssa. When I see her parent, Ruby, and I see her love, Ruby, it makes me love Alyssa even more. Wow. And it's just, it's just something fantastic. Like I walk home, or when I come home, walk in the door, and I see Alyssa just feeding Ruby or just playing with her on the ground, I'm like, wow, I really love you right now. <laughs> and it's, 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 it's incredible. Um, and it, it's really testing at times, um, just because often you can get frustrated um, with your wife or your spouse with like, oh, they forgot to do this or you forgot to do that. And um, there's this verse that uh, I have. It's, it's in Ephesians. Um, let me see here. Give me one sec. Uh, Ephesians 4, verse 32. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgive each other just as in Christ God forgave you. And I remember that verse because you have to remember that you and your wife are a partnership together. It's not just the wife parenting the baby or just the husband parenting the child or just you taking care of feeding or just you taking care of changing. You guys are a team. And when you come together as a team, it's just something beautiful. And I think that's the way God created it on purpose. And, and it's this, this whole new beautiful thing. That's awesome. So in closing, amen, that's great report. So just in closing, what advice would you give to the dads that are out here, those who can be watching my live stream? Just give us a little bit just in one quick less than a minute. Um, be patient and support your wife just because she's going through a lot emotionally, mentally, physically, and just be an amazing support to her and love her. Excellent. Excellent. Amen. Kedden, your advice. Advice, yeah. Oh, um, I'll kind of maybe just expand on what, what I said. Just uh, um, walk in obedience because it's, it's definitely going to impact the generations before you. Uh, I mean, coming after you. But people can also look down from from generations above you. So I mean, I, I like to live by the verse: don't let people look down on you because you're young. Um, so I, I think that. It doesn't matter. Like, spiritual maturity isn't defined by your age, but by your obedience to Jesus Christ. So That's right. That's right. Amen. Very good. Sammy. That's my dad's name, by the way, too. Samuel T. Shimaturo's daddy's name. Oh, that's Yeah. yeah. Um, um, a little piece of advice I have for fellow fathers is, uh, as a team leader, like, and this is what I tell my boys, because I have lots of them, three boys. Um... Always be ready to pick up the taps. Like when you're playing in a typical team, like soccer, basketball, whatever. If you notice any wing is falling short, step in and pick up and help the team. Because wow. as a team, we win. Yeah. Hey, that's awesome, awesome. That theme's going through right now. That's really powerful, huge. Chris. Not much of an advice giver. <laughs> I thought you did really well. Well, what I would, what I would say is, no matter what your past is, God can change it. A wise man told me not more than a couple days ago, you do what you can do, and God will do what you can't do. Um, no matter what your past is, God can change it, because I'm proof. You know, I never had the instruction of a father. Yeah. I tried to give it to my children the best I could. Because it's generational. You can't give what you don't never receive. But God also gave me two little foster kids that I can pour my love onto. So if you think it can't happen to you, oh, it can. But you've got to do your part. Well said, Chris. Very good. Davey. 
so uh, kids learn what they live, and I was a product of that, so I grew up doing that. So what I would say is live right, be a good father, and pour into your kids as much as you can, time, love, affirmation, all that stuff. It didn't come easy for me, so I had to work at it, but just fathers, you need to do that for your kids for sure. Amen. How many know we all need, amen. How many know we all need encouragement? We all need affirmation. You're a great guy. Let's all stand if we will. Let's give God thanks for our panel today. We have a different panel coming in in the second one also, and I thought they did a great job. One more time. Amen. Okay, we had Dancing with the Stars. We have full aerobics. So I'll... Wow, wow, wow. You guys blow me away, Des and Kim. I, I just, I could have done that, but I didn't want to, you know, just take anything from me. Okay, men, come on up. I want my panel up here right now. Let's give a warm welcome to Brent and Nick, Karen, uh, Mike, and Dick. They're all up here together, and we're going to have a little discussion with you. Now, I want to tell you, uh, behind the scenes, can I, get, can I go behind the scenes for just a moment of why we're doing this? Because I heard that, oh, man, they, don't, they can't never do that because they never talk. They never get into that. Just tape the first service and wait till you hear this one. Can you all say amen? Because how many know men are no different than women? Listen, they're no di- we have differences, but how many know we all have a mouth and God gave us it to talk? And they say, men are quiet. Ah, not the men I know. <laughs> okay. Men don't talk. They, we always, come on, guys. You guys ought to be clapping right now. You guys ought to be saying, yeah, all right? So anyway, I'm really honored to have this incredible team of men up here today. And they're all going to have different stories that we're going to be sharing. And I'm going to start with Brent. Brent has had the opportunity to meet uh, uh, Melanie, we know, and has taken in a special needs child as well as adopting four other children. Amen? And so has become an incredible man, and meeting him on the encounter a few years ago was a life-transforming experience for Brent, and uh, he's just going to share a little bit of his story over here. So you go ahead and give it to him. All right. Keep it up to your hair. So seven years ago, I met Mel, and uh, she has a, at the time, was 12 years old, uh, special needs son, Jaden. And... Coming into it, I thought, hey, this is going to be great. Um, teenage kid. Um, he's nonverbal, so I'm not going to have to put up with some of the back top and, and lip <laughs> that I, I, had, I had heard so much about. Um, but he comes with his own, his own uh, series of challenges. And probably the, one of the biggest ones uh, Mel had told me about first, and I didn't understand until you deal with it, is there's no gratification from the from from your child there's no i love you he's he's non nonverbal as i said so so you don't ever get that thanks mom thanks dad i love you mm-hmm. you're, so you're just constantly putting everything you have into this child and it's all with without the verbal right. confirmation so um, shortly after we got married, we were blessed with a child of our own, Gracelyn, Amen. and uh, she's six years old, and she's fantastic. Last summer, the opportunity came to us um, to adopt four kids from wow. a, a girl that Mel used to foster. She had had some children, and uh, they were being taken away by Children's Aid for, oh. for one reason or another. So she reached wow. out to Mel and asked us if, if we'd be willing to take them on, and we prayed about it, we thought about it, and wow. 
yeah, couldn't couldn't think of any uh, any reason not to take them on. So, so now you have six children have in six. the house. Yeah. Well, welcome to my world. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite verse is, "I thank my God I speak in tongues more than y'all." <laughs> Just didn't know how to pray for them kids back then, but but anyway, yeah. closing comment to them over here. Um, How's that journey been with the... Uh, oh, um, I, I don't know if I can use those words in church, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's definitely been a journey, Pastor Rick, and it's, it's, it's got its rewards, right. you know, every, every day, especially this, um, this whole weekend, this Father's Day weekend, the, the amount of love that these kids have opened up wow. and, and shown me um, is just absolutely amazing. I, I can't... Couldn't imagine anything like it. That's amazing, amazing. Well, you've been a great dad. I'm just so thankful that you made the right choice to get your life so that you can give a life to your kids. That's huge over there. Dick, I'm going to have you go next over here. Dick has had a very, very uh, interesting background over here with with his grand. He is now a father as a grandfather over here, and we can actually say biker grandfather. So tell (laughs) us a little bit about what this is all about. Well, about uh, two years ago, we got our two grandkids, and um, they're great. They have grown so immensely in this church. They love coming to this church. They bring other kids to this church. And um, today, being Father's Day, uh, Dominic, who is the just turned nine, he uh, said to me this morning while we were getting ready to go, and right away, Jima was like, no. And I went, come on, we'll try the helmet on him. He, he's never been on a motorcycle ever. <laughs> and he knows Papa rides. And we, uh, I said, let's try the helmet on. And I put it on and I said, ah, it fits. And Jima went, no, it don't. I said, yeah, it does. You're going. So <laughs> as, as the man, I overstepped and said, no, we're going to come. And he had his first road motorcycle ride today, walked into the church just smiling. He's like, yeah. And I made him, as Pastor Brian knows, any motorcycle guys, when you ride past motorcycle guys, it's the two-finger salute to the side. It's a respect to the other bikers to say, hey, how you doing? And I taught him that, and two or three bikes went by, and he went, pop, I put my fingers out. I went, okay, good. Uh, and with Mac... She's uh, actually today she brought for the second time one of her friends from school. They go to a public school and they had a fun day and a talent day at school. Well, Dominic is our, our singer and pastor. Jake, he's looking for you because he did it in front of the whole school wow. in a public school, stood up and sang, Fear is a Liar in front wow. of the whole school and then wow, after school when the community was out there stood out there and sang it again so as you know we put forward that what you teach a child he will not leave right so we've been in pouring into them kids about the love of god and what his his standings for and mac kind of learned it last week because she brought her, she made some money from the neighbor. We're going to Cuba in a couple, in about eight days. She's got the countdown down. And she, they've been saving everything they make. These wow. kids have been making money. Dominic's got about $150, and Max a spender. She's a woman. She spends. You know, she's got about $60. But 
what she did is she made some money from my neighbor for washing the carpets, her car outside carpets. She brought her tithes and offerings to the, to the house wow. to, last week. This week, she was walking down the street. She only brought a dollar. She only brought a dollar because that's what she made. She gave her 10%, and God blessed her because she found $5. And we explained to her, said, you see how fast that was? God blessed you because you blessed him. So we keep going to the kids, and we keep instilling in their hearts that this house is God's house, and we represent God. So the brighter we are for people, the brighter they will be. Yeah, we, that's, that's a great uh, story over there, but it's so important that how parents sometimes they talk, and there's things in a church, there's things that we might not always agree with, okay? I mean, I've been sharing in times for 35 years, and I had a lot of people didn't agree with me. Now that they're seeing the fulfillment of the things they disagreed, hello, Amen. but I'm only stating that because what's happening is if there's negativity that's going on on the way home, those little ears hear it. Amen. And over years, you'll see a disconnect that will actually take place with them, and it's all been sowed because the law of sowing and reaping goes in. Amen. So, Dick, thank you and Brianne for just sowing into those kids, and I know it's been a tough challenge. It hasn't been the easy but you guys have done an amazing job. Amen? Well, I have to say, I couldn't do it without my wife, so. Amen. The two of you are a team. Let's give God thanks. Amen? We have Nick over here, and Nick, uh, his dad, I knew him way before I knew yes. uh, Nick over here, and uh, gave his life to the Lord many, many years back, and then in his last journey came back and was just seeing me every week, and it was just an amazing uh, love that they had for Daddy. So tell us a bit about that, your first Father's Day now without Dad. Um, it's been difficult, I'm not going to lie. Um, I miss him, but um, there's a bigger God's at work here. I mean, it was two years ago that my dad got diagnosed with brain cancer, and um, it was the last April that he stopped taking his chemo, and he just said, I, I feel I need to come back to WCF. I need to get prayed over by Pastor Rick. And I remember um, he came up to me and my mom when he got back home, and we just started bawling our eyes out. And uh, we just knew God was at work, and God's peace was surrounding us, and it was just a beautiful thing, man. We we're all together, emotional. <laughs> I'm just getting emotional right now. Amen. But, it's okay. um, through it all, I mean, my dad started coming back here. The first week, um, two beautiful women um, welcomed him with open, loving arms. The following week, he asked me to come. I came back, and um, <laughs> these are tears of joy. They're not sad tears. Um, and then July 9th, um, I just felt a tugging at my heart, and um, I was led me and my father got baptized back to back on wow. July 9th. Come on, man. <laughs> and it was... What a memory. It was awesome, man. It was awesome. And um, just this church, the loving kindness, I wouldn't be able to get through my dad's passing without all the men in my life right now, my aunt, my mom, everyone, man. Like, it's just, um, it's just been a really blessing, and I turned my life around. I, it was just... Uh, I was lost, and then through my dad's cancer, through his illness, I'm looking at the bigger picture, bigger perspective on life, seeing God at work here, how big a God we serve, and it's just been miraculous, and I'm just so thankful for this church, for the care and the love and the men in my life today that, um, that they're, they're just the support that they're giving me. I'm just truly blessed, honestly, Amen. Pastor Rick. Well, that's powerful, <laughs> but this is his first... 
uh, first Father's Day without dad. And yeah. so there's, there's still a void inside there. Yeah. But yet you're hearing, this is family now. We're all we're It's all family. And um, I just remember my mom gave me my dad's Bible, and I was reading it, looking for, like, words of encouragement to see if he made notes. And he, at the back of his Bible, he had a note section, and it was four lines. The first line was, have an attitude of gratitude. And the first, the, the next one was, love the Lord your God, love your neighbor like yourself, and then do unto others as you would do to yourself. And those are just the, the words that I've been living by ever since. I mean, wow. it's, it's just awesome. So dad's yeah. example to you is the reason that you're here. That yeah. must have been a real experience to you getting baptized like that. Oh, man, man it was awesome. That's huge. That's one of awesome. the first I've heard, so I'm really yeah. encouraged by that. Yeah. So proud of you, Nick. That's awesome. Thank you. This is Karim. Karim is new in the church, okay? And uh, he's a single guy. So for all the single women, he's um, taking resumes today. We can actually... <laughs> Pastor Kathy will be back, so you can just give him... A... Actually, Lynn, if you could just take the resumes today for Karen. He's a single guy, and so they just want to hear about him and, and his view on generational beliefs and faith and generational serving God. Amen. <laughs> so we got uh, thirty from the first service. Okay, we can. So I've had the honor and the opportunity to grow up in a home full of generations that have served in the church um, as far back as I know. Um, I get to go home every day and see my dad just living out the life that Jesus desires for each and every one of us, and I, I can I can look at that and I can model myself after that. Um, but not just him. Uh, my great grandfather, whom I never met, he planted a, a Nazarene church in uh, in Newmarket long time ago. And just from then on, it's just been um, blessing after blessing. Uh, my grandfather, his son, and his brothers have just been uh, amazing examples to me as well. Um, it's awesome. Just, just you know, they, they don't live in, in the area, but um, I, I went on a I talked about this first service. I went on a, a trip with my grandfather overseas for a couple of weeks, and I just, I just saw my dad. He was, he was a, like a spitting image, and like I said, he's, he's like my dad just with bad knees. Um, but he... <laughs> He's just, just being able to see them, um, it, it's just been an honor growing up like that. And we're, like, we're a church that believes in generational blessings. So I believe that the way that they live their life, the obedience that they walked out, the, the worship that they, that they portrayed in their daily lives has, has sown down into generation after generation. And that's, it's affected my life. And um, I can't thank them enough for serving God wholeheartedly. And, and I just want to be able to continue that. Uh, for when I become a father and um, just, just take what they've sown and just, just sow it back and continue that down the line generation after generation because I, I believe that that's important and I believe that it's crucial to the future of the church and I'm excited to be a part of that and just be a part of exactly just walking the way that they did because that's how I see Jesus walking. Yeah. Well, just um, amen and, and seeing the fruit now with your sister in worship, yourself and the love and passion you have so we get stronger, I believe, in the generations to come. So the faith that was in Lois got into the Mama Eunice, and then Paul said, Timothy, I'm persuaded it was in you, so it's a generational faith. Just like with Nick, with, with Dad, Bill got back, and then the children fall in place. And so we're very proud of you, and Mom working over at WLC is just doing an amazing job, and his dad's one of our board members. You'll meet him on the 8th of July over here. And just a great couple. We're just so appreciative for all the kids. Amen? The next one that's going to be sharing is... Uh, and I don't say this lightly, he's a dear friend of mine. He's been with me and ushering and helping uh, every conference that we've had over here for Open Bible for all these years that I've been in it. Mike has taken that time off 
of his holidays to volunteer to be with us and to help in any way that he can. It's just been like a son to me and just a great blessing. And as young as he looks today, he actually just had his 50th birthday, amen? And uh, Mike is greatly valued and love. We love his wife, Shannon, who heads up the dance ministry for the little blessed uh, the children over here at the church. Tulu has the senior group, and just both of them are amazing leaders in there. And Jessica, so tell us a little bit about your challenge of what you've had over the years, Mike, with uh, having children and little contact with the kids. Well, um, divorce is it's never a good situation. There's, uh, yeah, there's right. always plenty of hurt to go on for everybody. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> I've just been, I firmly believe that everything in this planet is subject to change. Yeah. And uh, our God is faithful. And I haven't seen or heard from any of my kids, and I've, I've never even started counting, so I don't know. But uh, I truly believe that uh, he is the God of restoration, and uh, that's not the end of the story. Amen. I believe that uh, there is going to be another chapter. Yeah, amen, amen. And uh, he is so faithful because in the meantime, he has blessed me with a beautiful wife, and blessed me with a beautiful stepdaughter who has been, <laughs> has been an absolute delight to watch grow up. Amen. And she's really taken me in and just accepted me. And a uh, couple months from now, I get to walk her down the aisle. Yeah. Oh, and so a young man I, from the church. Yep, Brian. I, I would, you know, I'd love to talk more about her, but I got to save something for the wedding toast. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I've always, uh, we've talked about this quite a bit, Mike and I, over the years, and I can honestly say his attitude has always been positive, and one of the things I've never heard him speak about is a critical towards his ex. Never, never heard that come out of your mouth, and I'm very thankful for that, because that's not in every situation, and a lot of times kids hear one thing, and they don't know what's really always going on, and so a lot of pain, a lot of things in there, but... I just did really admonish the faith, and we felt to speak on that, that Mike has picked up and he's moved, but he's still got his faith out there for them. No matter what he sees, he always stays positive and believing God for that restoration. Amen? Amen. And so just join with him on that, because I believe it's going to come to pass. So let's start over here, Dick, right around, and go right around on what would be the advice that you would share to whether a stepfather, an adopted father, biological father, whatever the fathers, what would you, one just comment that you would make to them that would be there to be there for their kids or grandkids, whichever way? Hmm. Well, I had Efe uh, something in Ephesians, but it's three paragraphs, so I won't go there. <laughs> One comment I would say is love is the main reason that God was here. He loved us all, he, no matter what we do, no matter what we've done in our lives, no matter what road we've gone down, God has never let go of his love for us. So with the generations coming up, show love, show respect, and in return, you will get your love, you will get your respect ten times fold, because God is all about love. So continue to love on those little ones, because they will love you even more, and it'll go on generation after generation. So we could actually say Ephesians 5, 1 says, be imitators of God. God is love, is what it says there. Absolutely. That's awesome. That's awesome. Brent. Um, again, I would, I would reiterate the love. Um, you know, you've, you've just got to, you got to show these kids unconditional love, show them, um, 
you know, probably everything that they've been missing in, in life to this point. Um, the, the other big advice I could offer, something that I've had to learn and deal with, is managing your expectations um, and, and patience. Because just, just because you have a, a five-year-old in your home does not mean they're going to act the way that you think a five-year-old right. should act. Okay. Um, yeah. and, and that can be a great source of frustration if, and, unless you're willing to change the way, that, uh, the way that you're thinking about the situation. Right. And sometimes the pain that those kids come out of, they begin to exemplify some of those emotions sure. and stuff, pent-up feelings. And uh, it's, it's a real world. Yeah. It's a real world. But it's the love of God that's going to bring healing Definitely. to them, which you and uh, Melody have both done. Yeah. So proud of you guys. Awesome. Mike. Well, our Heavenly Father is our best example. And uh, his love was... Uh, he was always willing to sacrifice. He sacrificed everything for us. And uh, as fathers, we need to do the same thing. We need to be the same way. We need to have the same attitude and not care about, we just need to be real with our kids. Amen. And just, you know, just lay it all out there. Amen. And be the examples. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Awesome. Nick, give us your final uh, advice here to the the dads, especially the ones that maybe their dad's up in age and might not know how long they're going to be here. I think it would be time, um, spending time, quality time with your son or your, your daughters uh, rather than um, giving gifts or material things like toys and video games, stuff like that. Just spending quality time, getting to know your kids and because that's the, those are the best memories that I have of my dad. It wasn't when he gave me things. It was... It wasn't birthday presents. It was, was when we spent quality time out in the woods and just being, doing manly stuff together, you know, just the fatherly stuff. That's what I truly remember, and that's what brings a smile to my face. And I just, yeah, so time, sacrificial that's awesome. time. And actually, the psychiatrists have assessed now that the number one need that's inside of children is actually quality time mm -hmm. with their parents. Number one need. And that deals with a lot of the issues that we're having today in the culture of the father wound. The father wound is so entrenched with inside where they don't have relationship with them. I was reading the survey in the, um, on MSN the other day that said that 37% of folks that have dads have very little. They're not, the relationship is not there in any way. Mm -hmm. So you think that's at least one out of three carrying the father wound. Yeah. And it's huge. Thank you. Karen. Yeah, so one thing I'd say is our actions don't just affect us, but they affect the generations that come after us. So keep that in mind when you go about what you're doing. And you have the opportunity to sow seeds of blessings in your kids, your grandkids, your great-grandkids, and all the way down the line. And, and to the young fathers, um, just know that spiritual maturity is not defined by your age, but by your obedience and by your walk with God and by how you live your life. Um, so don't let anybody look down on you, but be an example and just walk the walk. Amen. That's awesome. Well, let's give God thanks for the piano today. And guys, I'm going to have you guys, uh, if you can all just stand up here. Maybe you lost a dad. I'm going to have Nick pray for you. Maybe you came generation. You want to see that inside of your family. They're going to pray. Maybe you came from fostering. You can pray. Or maybe you're a grandparent that's struggling with the grandchild right now. Then this is your opportunity. Guys, you can come right down here. And uh, the people will come. Let's all stand to our feet one more time. I... I I, I just got to say this, that these guys touched a chord in my heart today. Amen? 
And you hear a central theme all the way through. It's called the love of God. Come on. And so I just want to encourage everyone here. If you're maybe estranged from your dad, maybe you're estranged from a relationship that's huge. Maybe it's a child you haven't talked with in years. Maybe there was a major blow up that had taken place and, and you just went your own ways and haven't seen them or heard them from years. Or maybe you're the one that blew up at them. It doesn't matter oftentimes who's really right or wrong. What really matters is if a man's ways or women's ways please God, He'll make even his enemies to be at peace. And so maybe it's just going to take a call. Maybe it's going to be an act of humility. Maybe it's just going to be a step that can break the walls down. And I'm sensing this very, very strongly today that it's time to deal with these issues. We're living in last days, and that lawlessness can actually, the Bible says because of lawlessness, the love of many will wax cold. And so right now there's a window of opportunity to bring restoration, to bring healing. And again, I just admonish you to go do it. And I've always uh, encouraged parents, even in spite of um, what they have done, I've, I've, I've encouraged them to reach out to the kids and the kids to reach out to their parents and always to honor them. E even though maybe they lived a dishonorable life, they're still your mom, they're still your dad, and we still need to reach out in any way that we can. And in turn, we can try to bring some restoration and bring some healing. And everybody agreed, said? Amen. Everybody look at your neighbor and say, you're the most amazing person in Windsor. And I'm glad you were at church today. Have a great day. You are dismissed.